Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text, The Course in Miracles Original Edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse on the link at the top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also on that website, there's an option to sign up to have the daily lesson and the text for the day sent to you by email from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 7, The Consistency of the Kingdom, with Section 8, The Total Commitment. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 82, which is a review lesson of the two ideas previously, 63, The Light of the World Brings Peace to Every Mind Through My Forgiveness, and 64, Let Me Not Forget My Function. By way of opening this morning, I just am so happy that I found another John Rodell poem um, that's perfect for the day, the reading and lesson both. It's called, I Am You. Being human is hard work, but my love, I need you to be kind with me because I am you. We are both the same little bursts of energy controlling these skin and bone suits as best we can while we ride together on this same spinning spaceship. Be soft with me because I am you. We are both still trying to remember the last thing the voice of love sang to us while we were taken out of the same cradle of time and into life. Be careful with me because I am you. We both have intentionally and unintentionally been wounded by people who are frantically trying to win the same race that has no actual finish line or trophy to hoist. Be merciful with me because I am you. We are both constantly seduced by the relentless guilt and anxiety who want us want us to be rooted in the same toxic soil or the unchangeable past or the uncertain future. So be sweet with me, because I am you. We are both floating down the same narrow, lazy river that is carrying us to the same endless ocean where we will relearn how to surf on waves of eternity. Be understanding with me, because I am you. We are both going to someday be connected to one another again like bulbs on the same string of lights where one glow blends effortlessly into the next one. Be kind with me. Be soft with me. Be careful with me. Be merciful with me. Be present with me. Be sweet with me. Be compassionate with me. Oh, my love, be so very human with me. Because, 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 because I am you. Amen. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Very wow. sweet. I love that. Did you Who's the author of that again? John Rodell, R-O-E-D-E-L. 
And you can search him on Facebook. He has a Facebook presence that you can follow and many of his dialogues with the one mind and poems are there without cost at all. Oh, he's a very, very generous author. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. That was great. Mm -hmm. Just happy to share it. It just said it all to me. So anyway, hi everybody, and here's our reading list this morning. We have Fran, Harrison, Karen, Rob and Marie. We're joined in listening this morning by Lana. And who else has joined us as we've gone along here? Say good morning or be on the reading list. Morning, it's Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. And it's Lemoyne, and I can read. Yay. Morning, Lemoyne. <laughs> All righty. Full crew. Here we go. In Chapter 7. Section 8, The Total Commitment. Paragraph 70. Whenever you deny a blessing to a brother, you will feel deprived. This is because denial is as total as love. It is impossible to deny part of the sonship as it is to love it in part. Nor is it possible to love it totally at times. You cannot be totally committed sometimes. Remember a very early lesson, quote, never underestimate the power of denial, end quote. It has no power in itself, but you can give it the power of your mind, whose power is without limit of any kind. If you use it to deny reality, reality is gone for you. Reality cannot be partly appreciated. That's why denying any part of it means you have lost awareness of all of it. A friend. Section 8, paragraph 70. Whenever you deny a blessing to a brother, you will feel deprived. This is because denial is as total as love. It is as impossible to deny part of the sonship as it is to love it in part nor is it possible to love it totally at times. You cannot be totally committed sometimes. Remember a very early lesson, quote, never underestimate the power of denial, unquote. It has no power in itself, but you can give it the power of your mind, whose power is without limit of any kind. If you use it to deny reality, reality is gone for you. Reality cannot be partly appreciated. That is why denying any part of it means you have lost awareness of all of it. 71. This is the negative side of the law as it operates in this world. Yet denial is a defense, and so it is as capable of being used positively as it is of being used destructively. Used negatively, It will be destructive because it will be used for attack. But in the service of the Holy Spirit, the law becomes as beneficent as all of the laws of God. Stated positively, the law requires you to recognize only part of reality to appreciate all of it. 
Mine is too powerful to be subject to exclusion. You will never be able to exclude yourself from what you project. Thank you, Fran. And Harrison. Seventy-one. That is the negative side of the law as it operates in this world. Yet denial is a defense. And so it is as capable of being used positively as it is of being used destructively. Used negatively, it will be destructive because it will be used for attack. But in the service of the Holy Spirit, the law becomes as beneficent as all of the laws of God, stated positively. Stated positively, the law requires you to recognize only part of reality to appreciate all of it. Mind is too powerful to be subject to exclusion. You will never be able to exclude yourself from what you project. 72, when a brother acts insanely, he is offering you an opportunity to bless him. His need is yours. You need the blessing you can offer him. There is no way for you to have. There is no way for you to have it except by giving it. This is the law of God, and it has no exceptions. When you deny you what you deny, you lack, not because it is lacking, but because you have denied it in another and are therefore not aware of it in you. Every response you make is determined by what you think you are and what you want to be is what you think you are. Therefore, what you want to be determines every response you make. Thank you, Harrison. And Karen. 72. When a brother acts insanely, he is offering you an opportunity to bless him. His need is yours. You need the blessing you can offer him. There is no way for you to have it except by giving it. This is the law of God, and it has no exceptions. What you deny, you lack, not because it is lacking, but because you have denied it in another and are therefore not aware of it in you. 
Every response you make is determined by what you think you are. And what you want to be is what you think you are. Therefore, what you want to be determines every response you make. 73. You do not need God's blessing since that you have forever, but you do need yours. The picture you see of yourselves is deprived, unloving, and very vulnerable. You cannot love this, yet you can easily escape from it, or better, leave it behind. You are not there, and that is not you. Do not see this picture in anyone, or you have accepted it as you. All illusions about the sonship are dispelled together, as they were made together. Teach no one that he is what you would not want to be. Your brother is the mirror in which you will see the image of yourself as long as perception lasts. And perception will last until the sonship knows itself as whole. Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie. Seventy-three, you do not need God's blessing since that you have, let me start again. You do not need God's blessing since that you have forever, but you do need yours. The picture you see of yourselves is deprived, unloving, and very vulnerable. You cannot love this, yet you can very easily escape from it, or better, leave it behind. You are not there, and that is not you. Do not see this picture in anyone, or you have accepted it as you. All illusions about the sonship are dispelled together as they were made together. Teach no one that he is what you would not want to be. Your brother is the mirror in which you will see the image of yourself as long as perception lasts. And perception will last until the sonship knows itself as whole. 74. You made perception, and it must last as long as you want it. Illusions are investments. They will last as long as you value them. Value them. Values are relative but they are powerful because they are mental judgments. The only way to dispel illusions is to withdraw all investment from them, and they will have no life for you because you have put them out of your mind. While you include them in it, you are giving life to them, except there is nothing there to receive your gift. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Sandra. 74. You made perception and it might last as long as you want it. Illusions are investments. They will last as long as you value them. Values are relative, but they are powerful because they are mental judgments. 
The only way to dispel illusions is to withdraw all investment from them and they will have no life for you because you have put them out of your mind. While you include them in it, you are giving life to them, except there is nothing there is to receive your gift. 75. The gift of life is yours to give because it was given you. You are unaware of your gift because you do not give it. You cannot make nothing live since it cannot be enlivened. Therefore, you are not extending the gift you both have and are, and so you do not know your being. All confusion comes from not extending life. Since that is not the will of your Creator, you can do nothing apart from Him, and you do, not, and you do nothing apart from Him. Keep his way to remember yourselves and teach his way lest you forget yourselves. Give only honor to the sons of the living God and count yourselves among them gladly. Thank you, Sandra. And Lemoyne. The gift of life is yours to give because it was given you. You are unaware of your gift because you do not give it. You cannot make nothing live since it cannot be enlivened. Therefore, you are not extending the gift you both have and are and so you do not know your being. All confusion comes from not extending life, since that is not the will of your Creator. You can do nothing apart from Him, and you do do nothing apart from Him. Keep His way to remember yourselves gladly, and teach His way, lest you forget yourselves. Give only honor to the sons of the living God and count yourselves among them gladly. Only honor is a fitting gift for those whom God himself created worthy of honor and whom he honors. Give them the appreciation which God accords them always because they are his beloved sons in whom he is well pleased. You cannot be apart from them because you are not apart from him. Rest in his love and protect your rest by loving. But love everything he created of which you are a part, or you cannot learn of his peace and accept his gift for yourself and as yourself. You cannot know your own perfection until you have honored all those who were created like you. <coughs> Thank you, Lemoyne. And is there a new reader for 76 and 77?
76 and 77. Charles here. Thanks, Charles. Alrighty. 76. Only honor is a fitting gift for those who God himself created worthy of honor and whom he honors. Give them the appreciation what God, which God accords them always because they are his beloved sons in whom he is well pleased. You cannot be apart from them because you are not apart from him. Rest in his love and protect your rest by loving. But, but love everything he created of which you are a part. Or you cannot learn of his peace and accept his gift for yourself and as yourself. You cannot know your own perfection until you have honored all those who were created like you. 77. One child of God is the only teacher sufficiently worthy to teach another. One teacher is in all your minds. And he teaches the same lesson to all. He always teaches you the estimate worth of every son of God, teaching it with infinite patience, born of the love of him for whom he speaks. Every attack is a call for his patience, since only his patience can translate attack into blessing. Those who attack do not know they are blessed. They attack because they believe they are deprived. Give, therefore, of your abundance and teach your brothers theirs. Do not share the delusions of scarcity or you will perceive yourself as lacking. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And would there be another new reader then for 77 and 78? Okay, back to you, Fran. 77. One child of God is the only teacher sufficiently worthy to teach another. One teacher is in all your minds, and he teaches the same lesson to all. He always teaches you the inestimable worth of every son of God, teaching it with infinite patience, born of the love of him for whom he speaks. Every attack is a call for his patience, since only his patience can translate attack into blessing. Those who attack do not know they are blessed. They attack because they believe they are deprived. Give, therefore, of your abundance and teach your brothers theirs. Do not share their delusions of scarcity, or you will perceive yourself as lacking. 78. Attack could never promote attack unless you perceived it as a means of depriving you of something you want. 
Yet you cannot lose anything unless you did not value it and therefore did not want it. This makes you feel deprived of it. And by protecting your own rejection, you believe that others are taking it from you. One must be fearful if he believes that his brother is attacking him to tear the kingdom of heaven from him. This is the ultimate basis for all of the ego's projection. Thank you, Fran and Harrison. Attack could never promote attack unless you perceived it as a... (laughs) Excuse me. Start over. Attack could never promote attack unless you perceived it as a means of depriving you of something you want. Yet, you cannot lose anything unless you did not value it and therefore did not want it. This makes you feel deprived of it. And by projecting your own projection, and by projecting your own rejection, you believe that others are taking it from you. One must be fearful if he believes that his brother is attacking him to tear the kingdom of heaven from him. This is the ultimate basis for all of the ego's projection. 79. Being the part of your mind which does not believe it is responsible for itself and being without allegiance to God, the ego is incapable of trust. Projecting its own, projecting its insane belief that you have been treacherous to your creator, it believes that your brothers, who are as incapable of this as you are, are out to take God from you. Whenever a brother attacks another, this is what he believes. Projection always sees your will in others. If you will to separate yourself from God, that is what you will think others are doing to you. Thank you, Harrison and Karen. Being the part of your mind which does not believe it is responsible for itself and being without allegiance to God, the ego is incapable of trust. Projecting its insane belief that you have been treacherous to your creator, it believes that your brothers 
who are as incapable of this as you are, are out to take God from you. Whenever a brother attacks another, this is what he believes. Projection always sees your will in others. If you will to separate yourself from God, that is what you will think others are doing to you. You are the will of God. Do not accept anything else as your will, or you are denying what you are. Deny this, and you will attack, believing you have been attacked. But see the love of God in you, and you will see it everywhere, because it is everywhere. See his abundance in everyone, and you will know that you are in him with them. They are part of you as you are part of God. You are as lonely without understanding this as God himself is lonely when his sons do not know him. The peace of God is understanding this. There is only one way out of the world's thinking, just as there was only one way into it. Understand totally by understanding totally. I'm sorry. Understand totality by understanding totally. Oh, thank you, Karen. And from Marie. Amy, you are the will of God. Do not accept anything else as your will, or you, or you are denying what you are. Deny this, and you will attack, believing you have been attacked. But see the love of God in you, and you will see it everywhere, because it is everywhere. See his abundance in everyone, and you will know that you are in him, with them. They are part of you, as you are part of God. You are as lonely without understanding this as God himself is lonely when his sons do not know him. The peace of God is understanding this. There is only one way out of the world's thinking, just as there was only one way into it. Understand totally by understanding totality. 81. Perceive any part of the ego's thought system as wholly insane, wholly delusional, and wholly undesirable, and you have correctly evaluated all of it. This correction enables you to perceive any part of creation as wholly real, wholly perfect, and wholly desirable. Wanting this only you will have this only. And giving this only, you will be only this. The gifts you offer to the ego are always experienced as sacrifices. But the gifts you offer to the kingdom are gifts to you. They will always be treasured by God because they belong to his beloved sons who belong to him. All power and glory are yours. 
because the kingdom is his. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Sandra. 81. Perceive any part of the ego's thought system as wholly in... Oh, sorry, my, my eyesight just went. <laughs> I'll start again. Perceive any part of the ego's thought system as wholly insane, wholly delusional, and wholly unstable, and you have correctly and you have wholly undesirable, and you have correctly evaluated all of it. This correction enables you to perceive any part of the creation as wholly real, wholly perfect, and wholly desirable. Wanting this only, you will have this only. And giving this only, you will be only this. The gifts you offer to the ego are always experienced as sacrifices. But the gifts you offer to the kingdom are gifts to you. They will always be treasured by God because they belong to his beloved sons who belong to him. All power and glory are yours because the kingdom is his. Amen. Indeed. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you, everyone, who read this morning. Um... Oh boy, I had um, I thought to an attempt a summary of this, but given the totality of the nature of this reading, uh, that seems uh, too daunting a task this morning. And so, I think when we open the floor for discussion, it would be usually beneficial to all of us to maybe highlight a paragraph that really speaks to the heart and um, and share on that as to how it's been helpful. Um, and so, um, I think with that, we'll open the floor, and um, in a few minutes, Fran will lead us in our lesson reflection this morning. Thanks, everyone. Uh, good morning. I'll take you up on that. It's Karen. Paragraph 77. The reason I'm, I'm highlighting this is because I wrote notes in the margin about a situation I'm going through. So um, I already was highlighting it. One child of God is the only teacher sufficiently worthy to teach another. One teacher is in all your minds, and he teaches the same lesson to all. He always teaches you the inestimable worth of every son of God, teaching it with infinite patience, born of love, born of the love of him for whom he speaks. Every attack is a call for his patience, since only his patience can translate attack into blessing. Those who attack do not know they are blessed. They attack because they believe they are deprived. Give, therefore, of your abundance and teach your brothers theirs. Do not share their delusions of scarcity, or you will perceive yourself as lacking. Um, my older sister really doesn't like me, <laughs> and she always attacks me, and yesterday she attacked me yet again. 
And I've been trying to look at the situation and say, it's a call for love. You know, I asked her if we could have a conversation or a family Zoom about a situation going through. My mom turns 95 tomorrow, and I really would like to see her not living alone. Um, it doesn't have a shower downstairs, and she lived on the first floor, but once a week or whatever, she goes up the stairs to take a shower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, somehow my sister perceived this as an attack on her authority, and and she attacks me. And the thing is, I don't know why, but she feels like I'm challenging her decision. It says, those who attack do not know they are blessed. They attack because they believe they are deprived. Give, therefore, of your abundance. And teach your brothers theirs. Do not share their delusions of scarcity, or you will perceive yourself as lacking. So yesterday we were reading that the Holy Spirit doesn't try to understand the chaos. That was the paragraph I actually highlighted yesterday was that the Holy Spirit doesn't try to understand the ego. It just speaks from truth and clarity. Um, I think somehow to be able to tell my sister how much I appreciate her and how much I don't judge her, how much I love her, period, not in the context of our problems, but in the context of our divine reality. Um, I can't do that unless I'm grounded in my own Christ self, unless I'm strong in my own belief that I am the light of the world. When I'm in that alignment that Harrison was talking about yesterday, um, anybody could attack me. (laughs) You know, I won't be touched. I know I won't be touched. When I'm attacked and I'm not sure of who I am, then my ego, that part of me that's already scared and already insecure, will come right back and and identify with the problem on, on that plane. But if I'm standing in, I am a child of God and you are a child of God and we're both holy child of God, and this whole ego drama this false self-reality that we're both engaging in, isn't real. It's just an illusion. Um, if I can hold that place of honoring the truth of the, the other person, the person who's attacking me, um, what's going on on the physical plane or the external world becomes small. It becomes insignificant. And uh, there's a love between us and a generating of healing. So... Give, therefore, of your abundance and teach your brothers theirs. Do not share their delusions of scarcity, or you will perceive yourself as lacking. Incomplete. Well, that was so helpful, Karen, and turns out to be just a spectacular, spectacular segue into the uh, lesson this morning. Um. Just, that was great. Thank you.
And after everyone has an opportunity to say thank you to you, we'll turn it over to Fran for a lesson. Oh, thank you, Karen. Thank, thank you, Karen. Karen. That was very thank powerful. You, okay. Um, we are, hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook, and today we are on Lesson 82, and we are on our second review. Uh, I'll read some from the introduction of the second review. We are now ready for another review. We will begin where our last review left off and cover two ideas each day. The earlier part of each day will be devoted to one of these ideas and the latter part of the day to the other. The longer practice periods will follow this general form. Take about 15 minutes for each of them and begin by thinking about the idea and the comments which are included in the assignments. Devote about three or four minutes to reading them over slowly, several times if you wish, and then close your eyes and listen. There is a message waiting for you. Be confident that you will receive it. Remember that it belongs to you and that you want it. Do not allow your intent to waver in the face of distracting thoughts. Regard these practice periods as dedications to the way, the truth, and the life. Refuse to be sidetracked into detours, illusions, and thoughts of death. You are dedicated to salvation. Be determined each day not to leave your function unfulfilled. Reaffirm your determination in the shorter practice periods as well, using the original form of the idea for general application and the more specific form when needed. These, however, are main, merely suggestions. It is not the particular words you use that matter. So we'll go over to the lesson, lesson 82. We have two. First one is a review of lesson 63. The light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. My forgiveness is the means by which the light of the world finds expression through me. Suggestions for specific forms for applying this idea are let peace extend from my mind to yours. Name. I share the light of the world with you. Name. Through my forgiveness, I can see this as it is. And the second one is the recap of Lesson 64. Let me not forget my function. I would not forget my function because I would remember myself. I cannot fulfill my function by forgetting. Suitable specific forms of this idea include, let me not use this to hide my function from me. I would use this as an opportunity to fulfill my function. This may threaten my ego, but cannot change my function in any way. We'll take a moment and reflect on these. The light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. 
Let me not forget my function. Lesson 63, the light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. The 64, let me not forget my function. Amen. Oh, just wonder. Thank you, Fran. Thank you so much, Fran. Thank you, Fran. That was wonderful. Thank you. This is Harrison. Paragraph 80. You are the will of God. (laughs) Sorry about that. I thought back to those shows. Um, I don't remember the hoax name, but you are the father. <laughs> um, just focusing on uh, those six words you are the will of God do not accept anything else as your will or you are denying what you are deny this and you will attack believing you have been attacked. It's that last part, last five words, believing you have been attacked. I never attack unless I feel like I've been attacked. And it feels like sometimes I'm just waiting for the attack to happen. So then my ego can attack. 
And the only way I can feel like I'm attacked is to believe I have been attacked. The Course tells me that there's only two things that can be occurring any time. that there's either a call for love or an expression of love. So if I feel like I'm being attacked, the truth is the person or thing that is attacking me is calling for love. And my only response, the only appropriate response is to give love, return love, see the attack as love and return it. That's a big challenge for us because we've always been taught that if someone attacks you, then you're within your rights. We call it self-defense, to defend yourself. And that if you don't, then you are uh, complicit in the attack. You are allowing the attack. But see the love of God in you, and you will see it everywhere because it is everywhere. Flip the script. Change my mind about really what is going on here. My brother or sister is really crying out for love. That's all that's happening here. Because only what God created is real. And God as love has extended only love. And that's what's here. And I can't make God into something he is not. God knows I've tried. And the world is a reflection of our effort to create God in our, an image that we've created from the ego thought system 
separation. It all stems from that tiny mad idea that I'm separate from God and therefore I'm separate from my brothers and sisters, I'm separate from everything in the world and I need to be worried about what everything in the world is doing to me or going to do to me. That's what I need to focus on. While the Holy Spirit is telling me to focus on love as reflected in forgiveness here. I forgive the world for all I thought it was. That's our challenge. I'm complete. Indeed it is. Thank you, Harrison. Yes. Thank you so much, Harrison. Oh, thank you, Harrison. That was so wonderful. Thank you. Let me not forget my function. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Lana. Good morning, everyone. That was such a powerful share, Harrison, and it it took me right back to um, when um, my daughter was really addicted to heroin, and 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 whenever and I never knew where she was. You know, I pray she get, would get arrested because then she would have food and shelter at least. But when she did show up, it was always to attack, and. I was, I guess, in her twisted mind um, at the time that um, I was the safest place she could really unleash her victimization about being addicted to drugs. And, um, you know, when I, when I uh, think, what really was helpful to me is I would was, I was remember the words of Jesus on the cross when he says forgive them father for they know not what they do he wasn't talking about their behavior he knew that they were ignorant of truth and if they knew the truth they wouldn't be greater they wouldn't be crucifying him and then one night i asked uh, i mean one time she literally threw things at, at me and knocked me to the floor there was, it was like something possessed her, like she was possessed, some evil spirit just took over her body. She was not my daughter. She was um, just an evil uh, representation of my daughter, but I knew my daughter was in there somewhere. And I was asking Jesus, what can I do? And um, and, he, and I shared this before. He says, you're asking the wrong question. It's what what can God ask instead of what can, what, what can God do? And it was an invitation to me to step aside and to forgive her 
not for any um, thing that she has said to me or did to me, but forgive her because she knew not what she did. And when I withdrawed trying to fix her, when I, looked, when I saw beyond the body and went right to her heart and her mind, and, and Jesus says, the only thing you can do for your daughter is to love her. But that's also the most powerful thing you can do for her. So whenever she showed up, I would just let her be. And I would just be, um, I would go into peace and I'd extend that peace to her. And that's all I would do. I would not respond to her words. I would not um, defend, you know, defend myself at all. I would just be a loving presence. And that being that, I think, extended to her and she would calm down. And it, it took, you know, it took a while, you know, but it wasn't until I stopped trying to interfere. It, 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 when I took God's job, trying to heal her myself, trying to understand her, trying to fix her, it wasn't until I abandoned that and remembered that my function was only to forgive her. And, and the miracle of forgiveness, she, her whole um, situation changed, turned around. And what did I do? Nothing except see beyond her body and her behavior to the truth of her. I played no part in, in fixing her. There was nothing there to fix. She just, I just took everything and, you know, and interpreted it the way, you know, if Jesus was nailed, could forgive the people that nailed him to the cross and see the, with clarity that it wasn't anything about their body. They were just ignorant. They needed light. And when I joined with her in love, the light happened in her as well as me. And um, that's when the whole situation changed around. When I stood back and saw my only function was the lover, that love is the most powerful thing in the world. It can heal anything. Relationships, bodies, <laughs> you, know, I, uh, you know, I just have to step aside and stop being the architect of my life and trust God. And whenever I remember to do that, miracles happen. I have no idea how they happened. I just know that when I step aside and only do my function, which is forgiveness, solutions show up, peace returns, relationships are healed, my body becomes healed. Um, when I engage in anything, I'm... I'm separating myself from truth. I'm saying, I can handle it better than you, God. And the answer comes back, oh, no, you can't. Step aside. <laughs> so anyway, um, today's reading. And, oh, and the other thing I wanted to stress is um, another message you gave to me when I asked about 
I don't remember what I asked about, but he's, the answer came back is, it doesn't matter who's projecting onto whom. That's not the issue. The issue is, what do you perceive? And it goes directly into the reading because I can only perceive what I put out there. If I'm perceiving an attack, I know that I'm perceiving attack because I projected fear on this person. And fear is the root cause of any attack. So if I'm putting fear out into the world over a relationship, over a disease, over anything, world conditions, I'm putting hate out there. And um, it's reflecting right back to me. I'm, what I was seeing in my daughter was the fear I was projecting on her. And so it's like I have to bring it back to source, which is me, and heal it there. So what I see in the world shows up as love and peace instead of fear. And when you think of the world, when you have over 7 billion people projecting fear and hate on the world, how can it not show up as being a very troubled place? a very vicious place sometimes. Totally not understandable. So I'll shut up now. But uh, I think this reading and these lessons today are fundamental to our understanding of anything outside of ourselves, both how to remedy both how to identify the source of it and how to remedy it. And and the moral of it is unity. I'm never separate. I'm never separate from my brother. And and as long as I remember that, I also remember that we can only heal together. And the only way I can heal together is through forgiveness of myself and remembering who we are. I'm complete now. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lana. I loved your description of the miracle of forgiveness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. It's so powerful. Thanks. Good morning, this is Mindy. Thank you, Lana. That was something else. Um, this thing about, you know, forgiveness, and uh, I really would like to review what our words are again. Um, light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. Um, last night, now I like this, but peace extends from my mind to yours. Um, that I guess that's probably my answer. Last night I... Um, was in a healing meditation group and uh, we send healing light and love. We meditate into a beautiful space and send light and love to each other. And I was the person who received last night. And I was upset because the same sound issues that happened before happened again and the person that I 
shared that with a couple weeks ago, forgot. And I was deep in meditation, and when it was her turn to facilitate my healing, she came on, and oh, it was a harsh sound, and it took me out of my meditation. So I tried to get back into it. And um, what was lovely was that I was able to come up with some hidden injuries that I had never, was never aware of. And it was good to feel the hurt and to cry and to open my heart. And I did. And my little kitty cat was on my lap because I asked for healing for her too. And she was so sweet. She was just present with me and purring, putting her hand on my heart. But then for some reason, I went into a dark space. I, I couldn't maintain the feeling of release and the feeling of feeling safe and secure instead of injured and attacked. And so this morning, and then she ended up taking on all this energy, which is exactly what I didn't want her to do. So I'm saying to myself, how do I, when I feel these hurts, and um, I see these hurts, and I realize how damaged I was by certain, you know, damaged on the human level, by certain events that happened as a child that seemed to have lasting effects as an adult because of however I interpreted them and believed it about myself or believed about the world. And then I find that I get very sad and, and angry and, or depressed or, you know, and it's very hard to break out of that. After I've had a catharsis, I get sad <laughs> because I see their effects. So I love this, you know, I was just bringing this up because I'm going, how do I, how do I change that? How do I change that? And look at here, let peace extend from my mind to yours. Now, I could even name my little child whose hurts were coming up. I share the light of the world with you, Mindy. Let peace extend from my mind to yours, little Mindy. I share the light of the world with you, Mindy. I share God's love with you, little Mindy. Through my forgiveness, I can see this as it is. It's a call for love, and it never really happened. You are safe. You are secure. You are loved. And you are protected. And little Mindy, you can go out into the world and share yourself. And you are strong enough with God's love to be with anyone or any person in any situation. And no matter what is said to you or how you are made to feel, you can feel loved. You can know God's love and that you are perfectly innocent and wonderful. And you can even ask God to love these people. Because that's what they need. It's not about you. Well, this is a wonderful little thing. And um, I guess I'm actually opening up the question to anyone when, when they um, get in touch with something that was grievous or that brought up anger or brought up fear or sadness. And that feeling came out, but there doesn't seem to be a resolution into peace, I would like to find out what everyone else has done because I still feel I'm in it, even with those words. It's not quite, and I just feel the sadness and guilt that I couldn't, that I couldn't keep negative feelings from coming to me 
and my little kitty cat, you know, they're, they're channels for us. They take on our energy. They're mirrors. So I'm still feeling upset that she might not be in a good space when I wanted her to have a good space. So here's guilt coming in. So if anyone would like to share with me what they do in this situation or if there's any reading from the book that you'd like to share, I would really appreciate that because I'm reaching out. This is a call for love today. I'm just not in a a space I want to be in. So I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you for that share. And bless you. Bless you for sharing your need. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. As you were speaking, Mindy, I was reminded um, (laughs) of an old, 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 old story about a monk in a boat who took his boat far out into the lake so that he could be by by himself in his meditations. And he was just having such a great time meditating until suddenly a boat ran into him. And he was so disturbed. And he was just getting ready to cuss that other boat out when he looked and it was an empty boat. And he instantly awakened because he realized the anger's in me. And... um, that's when I need to um, stop and take an atonement shower and let the vision of Christ correct me gently mm-hmm. uh, to remember who I am. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm complete. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, I don't know so if helpful. Feel this way. Thank you so much, Mindy. That that was great. I love that you talked to your little Mindy, and uh, I'm going to try that today. Thank you, and oh, thanks, Lori, also for your help. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you know, I don't know, guys. Does it ever feel like it never ends? Like there's always something to come up to be healed? <laughs> it's like I've been in this process for so long now, healing the inner child and. They say menopause is the time for women especially to heal the inner child. And, and I've been in menopause for like 10 years, I realize now. It'll be 10 years this summer. And um, I don't know. It's just, you know, sometimes when I wish to get a healing, it, it really does feel like I have to go through some darkness first to get to the light. And this is why I have to be vigilant for God and his kingdom and feel the light and love of Christ. And... I even had to say, Jesus, help me trust you, because I realized I didn't trust. And so um, there always seems to be, with the letting go, there always seems to be a reaching, too, because in order to let go, I have to trust. And if I'm dealing with a little girl who's feeling insecure, sometimes I don't find it easy to just surrender to God. And I don't know if it's heavy karma I know I'm dealing with heavy karma. I know my last lifetime was traumatic when it ended. And I know I had experiences where my teachers, I mean, I've regressed back to being at Jesus' crucifixion and turning away and saying, God is not existent. You know, just just being so shocked at what happened that everything Jesus said to me about God, I, I rebuked and rejected and went my own way. And I feel like I'm, 
been wandering back over lifetimes. And we all have that experience. When we separate from God, we think God did it to us. And we have to get over this thought that God's angry with us or that God's distant now because of what we did and accept that God loves us. And that has been the struggle for me is to feel, just to let go and feel that love. <laughs> it's so frustrating, you know. I get glimpses of it, <laughs> and I just want to know how to hang on to that, you know, just how to expand that, so that the heaviness recedes and the light, the light comes. So anyway, <laughs> I'm also dealing with one of my people who, you know, who did the thing that I told her before, please go get right next to the microphone when it's your turn to heal me. And she did it again, and I interrupted her. And she just said, thank you, and went on and did the same thing. And I just had to turn the whole thing down and just say, okay, Jesus, you have to heal me. And so I'm dealing with the guilt of that and her not receiving my apology. And it's like, you know, I have to remember that my source of healing is not a person and not a particular thing. And I also have to remember that this probably happened to bring up these very issues of not being able to trust um, the very beings that are, are here to heal me and to love me. And that saddens me that I can't trust, you know, or that, that my mind, the minute I open my heart, you know, I do trust, the mind puts something in there. And it, it comes up as a feeling and as a very real thing. But, you know, it, it, it's a battle. And I have to just say to my mind, thank you for sharing, but that's not the truth. And just do my best to get back in my heart. And I think, I think too, sometimes that once I've had a bit of a healing, if I find that I'm going more into fear by sitting there trying to get to that feeling of, of safety and, and, and love, that maybe it's a time to just say thank you so much for the healing I received and um, please continue to heal me. I, I don't know where to go. And just maybe love on my cat and get up. And I tend to just stay there trying to process all of it. So um, I think there needs to come a time where I should say this is not feeling quite how I want it to feel, but I, I really feel there was a dawn and Holy Spirit, I'm just going to go about my business and not stay in this intensity. And thank you for clearing up the darkness and helping me to come to a place of peace and I think I need to learn when to just surrender and realize that maybe I'm trying to take over the process and judging that I need to be in a certain place or I'm not complete. So there you have it, Lana. I really like what you said about I'm not the architect of my life. I have to let let go and let God and uh, sometimes I just have to declare, wow, I'm still feeling a little rough, but that was a big opening of light and I think I'll just get up and do something productive now and I think that's the problem I, I want to control it and I think I know what the end result of my healing should be and sometimes I think when I have a healing it's not all feel good feel good afterwards sometimes I'm just in a space where I need to be tender with myself and move on and surrender and just trust that it is completing so thank you I just answered my own question <laughs> Complete. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy. Just remember that. Um, I just 
forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I know what it was. Sometimes, Mindy, I, I, um, oh, I have to ask to be willing to be willing. And um, another thing came to mind as you were sharing um, is we can't heal for always. Healing is not a linear event. Healing, you can't live. I mean, and the other problem is time isn't real. I can't um, expect next week to be perfect in, right now. I can only um, desire peace now. And uh, I had a friend who used to always say, if you're not feeling it, you're not healing it. And, um, and I've shared before, Jesus' guidance to me was right beyond your greatest fear is the peace of God. In ego will say, run, be very afraid. But Holy Spirit says, walk through it with me and I'll show you what's not real. And any type of healing, you know, um, the more we ask for healing about anything, you know, in my experience, the next thing that shows up in my present awareness is that which it needs to be healed. I wrote, I was writing about with a healing of scarcity, and I got to the point where I said, Jesus, every time I ask for healing about my, my belief in scarcity, more scarcity shows up. And the reason that is is because Holy Spirit is bringing it to the surface of my mind so I can experience it now and choose again and recognize that scarcity has nothing to do with me. It's just a false belief. You know, if you look at, if I have, having no money is no different than having a lot of money. Both are constructs, constructs of a fear of lack. And so I have to feel it in, in the present moment as I'm feeling it so I can choose again and let it go. Then what comes to mind, then what clears up is the truth that I am sustained by the love of God. It never had any, uh, my, my belief in scarcity never had any effect on me because here I was in the present moment after years a belief in scarcity, but God got me through every situation because I looked and I saw the healing and knew that I could depend on God because he has a 100% success rating in all my 73 years. I've always got through every situation because here I am. And... um. And I can be so grateful for that. I can trust God and know that I'm sustained by God, not the appearances in this world. And when I trust that, it doesn't matter what deception I close up. I know I'm sustained by the love of God. He's got a perfect track record. Whether it's disease, you know, terminal diagnoses, pain, I, he's always sustained me. And um, that's what I can do in evaluating my progress. I can look back and see who I was. Um, that's, a, that's a constructive use of time, to look back and, and see that I'm not the same person, where fear was the constant state. Now, 
how I experience it is that once in a while, fear shows up. But for the most part, I'm always in peace. But it, it, it's always about now. I can't heal next week. You know, um, but once the healing is accomplished, I can look back and see I'm not that person anymore. But I can only heal now, for now. And if I ask for healing, that which needs to heal will show up in my awareness so I can choose again, choose differently. So when something shows up, I don't, I don't um, define it as an ego attack. I define it as Holy Spirit is bringing something else, bringing some unhealed part of my unconscious mind up to the surface of consciousness so I can look at it again, look at it again with him and choose differently. As long as I think bad times and bad feelings and everything else is a failure on my part, I'm going to be, still be stuck there. I'm going to think, oh, another ego attack. Oh, my, I'm not doing this work right. No, you're doing it perfectly. What we ask for healing will show up in our experience to be healed so we can let it go. It's not a punishment. It's an opportunity. So, anyway, I'm babbling too much. <laughs> Thank you for your share, Cindy. And I wish oh, you peace. Oh, bless you, Lana. That was just so lovely. And that was perfect. Yes, it was. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lana. The, the one statement that sticks out for me is willing to be willing and not feel sorry for myself. You know, the ego wants to judge that and put up so many barriers. Like, well, you know, this and that. As I said earlier, I named all these things. And I need to realize that there's no order to facility and miracles. And just simply willing to be healed and willing to be willing. So um, thanks. I just realized my ego has been telling me a lie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, he keeps getting so well, you know, he got this deal, he got that deal, and that's not true. So thank you. Incomplete. That was lovely. Yes, thank you, Thank you, Lana. Hi, it's Judy. Judy. I really, really am excited about the text today. I'd like to get back to specific lines in the text. The way you suggested, Lori, um, things that really worked for me. Um, in in um, just a few lines from a few paragraphs, reality cannot be partially appreciated. If I deny reality, it's gone for me, and I've lost my awareness of all of it. And I can't exclude myself from what I think. And thoughts are always projected, be they good ones or bad ones, and that's the choice I get to make. Um, the the um, ego is merely an activity of the mind. It's not something that's separate from me doing something to me and or making me be some kind of a way it's how i think and the line in um you know paragraph 79 being part of my mind the activity of the ego 
is the part of my mind which doesn't believe it's responsible for itself and being without allegiance to God. It's the, the part of my mind that wants to project and blame things and people outside of me for me losing my peace, for me not being able to maintain my peace, for me being unhappy or not stealing my joy from me. Uh, you know, that's the ego's game. The ego's game is about trying to get rid of my negative feelings and putting them outside, projecting them outside on someone else. And only I can separate myself from the constant changeless state of the reality of who I am in God. And this is what, what, what the, um, the lessons speak to me of, that the light of the understanding that my mind is one with God is my reality. In the lesson, it says the light, the light can bring peace to every mind through my forgiveness. And forgiveness, according to the Course, it, it says that I don't look at what people are doing wrong in their bodies, like Lana, you beautifully shared. You, we don't look at what people are doing or saying in their bodies. We look at the truth in them. We overlook what they're doing. What we overlook what appearance, what appears to be happening, what seems to be happening in the material world, and go to this guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's the light in me. That's the Christ consciousness in me that shines the peace on everything through its understanding. The light of understanding that looks through the eyes of forgiveness and overlooks all judgment of what my body's eyes perceive. And that um, I can't, um, in paragraph 72, it, it says, every response that I make is determined by what I think I am. Do I think I'm a body doing bad things and saying bad things? And this is not a self-improvement program. This is the, the letting go of what is false. I am not a body. I am not what I say or do. I certainly can reflect my allegiance to God by what I say and do. But God, God doesn't judge me for what I say and do. He judges me as the truth of who I am, perfectly innocent, perfectly lovable and loving and changeless, unalterable, formless. I'm an idea in the mind of God. So what I think I am and what I want to be is what I think I am. Therefore, what I want to be determines every response that I make. I'm no longer making reactions. I'm responding in kind to my brothers as equal creations of God, holy, perfect, holy, complete, not lacking anything. They don't need me. They, they need to recognize who they are in truth. And the link that I have to communicating is the Christ consciousness in me. I see the Christ consciousness in them. I see the holy voice of the Holy Spirit in them. And that kind of communication does not need words. It does not need actions. It doesn't need for Jew to say or do anything. It merely needs me to be still and know I am. 
And I am one with that I am. It has nothing to do with Jude whatsoever. There's nothing personal going on. There's no personal reaction. One person reacting to another person. I'm no longer a victim or, or held hostage to my ego and what my ego believes and thinks. So only loving com- and kindness and com- compassion can come from that, that knowing who I am in truth, that I am the way and the, the truth and the light within me. It's an inside acknowledgement and claiming who I am. And to keep his way to remember myself, lest I forget myself. And then I'm teaching his way. You can't hurt me. There's nothing you can say or do that can disturb my peace or make me unhappy. Because I am responsible for my own mind and my own allegiance to my oneness with God. And I don't have to trust what anybody says or does because I'm trusting in God. And what they say or do no longer is no longer important. My interpretation, my opinion of it is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant because it's meaningless, my personal interpretation or opinion. To see his abundance in everyone, I will know that I am in him with them, that I am one with them. They are part of me. And this is the peace of God. This is my understanding, what being at peace with and for and, and um, as one with everyone. That I let it be, like what Lana you so beautifully shared. <laughs> you let her be. You just let her be. You let your daughter be. And that's the one way out of the thinking because the perception of the ego is, is the world's thinking. And it's an insane place. To understand totally by understanding totality, that is one of my absolute favorite lines. I try to remember it every day along with, I am not a body. I am free. I am as God created me. Totally. And totality, the totality of God's love, the totality of God's peace. And what do I want? What do I want more than anything? And what, what's justified in my response? If I want only love, then only love is a justified response to anything, anywhere, in any situation, in any circumstance. So I'm giving to the kingdom, extending the kingdom. Always treasured. And those loving thoughts are eternal. And all power and glory are mine because the kingdom is his. This is such great stuff. I'm so glad to be able to say it out loud. And I hope you are listening and you hold it in your heart as dearly as I do. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. That was very complete. Thank you, Judy. That was lovely. I especially like the part where you said the ego is not separate from me and something to be feared. It's just a part of my mind, and it's the way I've been choosing to think and perceive for a long time, and yet I do have the power to shift that. That, um, that's very healing. 
Thank you. It's so important, that projection. The way the ego projects what I hate about myself out upon the world. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's so important to take responsibility for how I think. One of the lines in the text says that I never hate anybody or anything. I'm never disturbed by anything or anyone except for what's disturbed in me and that I have to own that and claim that and see that that's the power of choice that I have in choosing love and choosing forgiveness and saying this is not true. This is blasphemy. I'm believing something that's not true. I'm seeing something that's not true. And that's how the Holy Spirit enables me to see the truth and hear the truth and let go of what is illusion, let go of what is imagined, that we imagine ourselves. We've made an image of ourselves, and we're projecting all our sins and guilt upon the body. If we didn't have bodies to project all this guilt on, the attraction of guilt takes away from my attraction to God, and I have to be aware of that, that I'm the one doing that. There's no other way for me to get out of it. I have to save myself from my own insane, egoic thinking, activity. And it's easy. The easier and easier, the more you're aware of it and how unhappy it makes you and how I'm disturbing my own peace. <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore. Done deal. Amen. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Jeannie. Well, sorry, maybe I'll jump in here. Um, it, it took me a long time, a long time to understand the full blessing of forgiveness and its meaning. Um, and I'm still learning. I am still learning. Just, just the other night, uh, I projected something onto someone when I felt like I was being ignored. But those are the golden opportunities, you know. Um... I cannot keep the awareness of holiness in my mind. I can't unless I share it through my attitudes toward creation. Um, that's the beauty of this whole plan. And, um, and every opportunity uh, that's given me to see something differently corrects my um, awareness of myself. So, of course, my favorite paragraphs are 72 and 73. Um, realizing that... Yeah, there's a poem from Ruby. Out beyond right doing and wrong doing, 
there is a field I'll meet you there and when the soul lies down in that grass the world is too full to talk about even the idea of you and me doesn't mean anything and forgiveness is um, the greatest tool in the toolbox that we have for navigating this life um, when I recognize consciousness is everything my awareness is everything I'll find myself sometimes in this pendulum alternating between sense and nonsense sanity and insanity like you said uh, Lana from the cross Jesus said father forgive them they know not what they do they were insane and can I hold insanity against anyone when Christ himself saw my insanity and said that's okay we can correct that <laughs> and so to forgive is to overlook what isn't there um, it seems to be and it seems to be only in the perception of my ego see it's it's the ego thought system of separation that writes the story around every wrong and what a drama it can write you know this and that happens and this and that happens and the plot is always on the victim of someone else or I have reason to be afraid of someone else but the thought system of truth which is how I read the total commitment am I totally committed to truth not sometimes but all the time that can navigate me through a life of miracles because whenever I run into something that ego thought system says this is this and means this I can ask for a correction forgiveness is he says always for the one who offers it it has nothing to do with anyone else it has to do with clearing my mind of thoughts um, that I've been conditioned to think you know um, in the thought system of separation so forgiveness is a gift I give myself it's a gift I give myself not because I'm capable of giving it no as as a personal person I'm not I used to think it was my job my job is to be willing to have my thought system corrected my job is to be willing to give up my mind error and forgiveness is a consequence you know, forgiveness he says is even a fiction because in the world of total commitment to truth there's nothing that ever needs forgiveness the soul has and is everything and everything that's outside that it doesn't even see you know um, so forgiveness is is a way to take a bath for my mind it's just a way to take a nice hot soaking bath for my mind and correct myself yeah uh, 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 allow myself to be corrected and when he says forgiveness is my function as the light of the world well, the light of the world you know expresses through me and it's the way I know the truth about me in review of 63 and 64 let me not forget my function that's all he asks. and when I remember 
that my illusions can be corrected as soon as I'm willing to let them go. Uh, I remember everything. I remember who I am. And I remember, I remember that we're all in this together. The love boat is big enough to contain us all and does in fact contain us all. If I'm seeing something other than love, all I need to do is ask for correction. Forgiveness is the way I learn. I'm not an ego. That's what I want. And so the other reason, I'm, or the other, the other paragraph I'm just loving today is I have God's blessing forever. You have God's blessing forever. Teach no one he is not what you would not want to be. Teach no one he is what you would not want to be. Because perception is a mirror as long as perception lasts. I, I can be so grateful for these opportunities for my mind's correction. Why? Because my pendulum always swings back to sanity. Not between right and wrong, you know, that's ego thinking. That's the cage that we think our mind is in. I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, and I'm right. That cage, uh, that prison of um, holding each other accountable for each other's suffering. What if I realized truly that giving and receiving are one in truth, that every blessing I give is a blessing to myself, what if I realized it can, can be but my gratitude I earn? What if I realized only my condemnation injures me? Only my forgiveness sets me free? I want nothing but that. And the shortcut, if there is a shortcut, two shortcuts. One is to bless and the other one is to be grateful. Because they both return my mind to truth. If my brother's acting insanely, I need the blessing. I need the blessing I can give. He only seems to be acting insanely because I'm seeing him with my own insanity. Forgiveness is the way the light of the world is manifest through me. Yeah, I used to teach Bible studies all the time, and one of my favorite verses was from Proverbs. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And I can let that be the truth, and I will be so happy. And I am. And I don't ever like losing that happiness. And when I do, it's because I forgot the truth and projected error of my brother, who is myself. I think I'm complete. I'm really grateful for the way these two, this, this reading and these lessons sync up today. If I ever wanted to know about means and end, he's given them to me perfectly here. It's given them perfectly. I'm complete. Oh, thank you so much, Lori.
Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. That was perfectly given. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Lori. Lemoyne, I want to leave space for you um, because you're myself. (laughs) Anything here? Well, there's, you know, this thing of uh, the consistency is the consistency of the kingdom. They can appear daunting as something to realize yet it's uh, I just have to say it's more like uh, like you said it's more about allowing or just accepting what is and uh, so I, I don't know I don't really want to pull anything out particularly it just all weaves together here in this total commitment for me but the ones that I (laughs) the paragraphs that I read this kind of hinge point and through 75 through 77 and it's uh, uh it's you know the positive the way to uh to use the to look at this uh, totality in a positive and particular and practical way, and that's all I want to say. Except uh, thank you all, thank you all for your sharing and engaging with this. <clears throat> oh, thank you, Lemoyne. Yeah, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Well, <laughs> this uh, this section total commitment is echoed throughout this work. It's absolutely consistent in that way. Nothing has been omitted that's necessary, and nothing that's necessary has been omitted. So it was very <laughs> daunting to... Um, to find a quote that um, puts a cap on it. But this is one that means a lot to me. The goal of the curriculum, regardless of the teacher you choose, is know thyself. There is nothing else to learn. Everyone is looking for himself and the power and the glory he thinks he has lost. Whenever you are with anyone, you have another opportunity to find them. Your power and glory are in him because they are yours. The ego tries to find them in yourself because it does not know where to look. The Holy Spirit teaches you that if you look only at yourself, you cannot find yourself because that is not what you are. 
So whenever you're with a brother, you're learning what you are because you're teaching what you are. He will respond either with pain or joy, depending on which teacher you are following. He will be imprisoned or released according to your decision, and so will you. Never forget your responsibility to him because it is your responsibility to yourself. Give him his place in the kingdom and you will have yours. The kingdom cannot be found alone and you who are the kingdom cannot find yourselves alone. And those two paragraphs summarize entirely why we have every reason to be so grateful for each other, for God's gifts to each other. And... Um, what else can I say? But amen. Thank you, everyone. So grateful. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thank you. Beautiful call.